On Racing HQ, Monday's Experts, studying the form of racing's characters. Monday's Experts, he'd have always got the good oil. Pity you can't put a bet on at the finish of a race. Welcome to Monday's Experts on, of course, this Monday, the 18th of July. And uh, as I always say, one of my favourite segments because we get to find out a little bit more about the story behind the name. And it was great to see Sue Grills there at the Grafton Carnival getting the chocolates with Auntie Monty and a, a name that we've seen in the form guides for many a year. And I'm really interested to see how it all began and what else is on the horizon for the Grills family? She joins me now for a little feature chat. Good morning, Sue. Morning, Dave. Great to talk to you. Do you like now? Do you like talking about yourself and reflecting, or are you, is this going to be a little bit nervous for you this morning? Oh, <laughs> that's not going to do Let's go. Let's go right back to where it all began, because as I often say with my guests, we. Here you come on the program, you talk about your horses, Kosciuszko's, etc. But it's nice to know how uh, your career started, uh, life started. Where did you grow up, Sue? Uh, at Summerton, just out of Tamworth, um, a small town there. But like my grandfather was a trainer and jockey, and my father was a jockey and trainer. So yeah. it's sort of always been in our family, racing, that's for sure. Do you, do you have a first memory of racing as a kid? Yeah, well, I can remember when I was really young going to the race at Summerton, which was a real long time ago, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, I always went to the races, always loved the horses. Um, yeah, I always did pony club, that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it's just always been in the blood, I guess. Yeah. What's it about the horse that you love? Oh, I don't, I don't know everything, I think. I just love horses, you know. They're um, beautiful animals. They're good to work with. Um, yeah, there's a lot of enjoyment out of them. So growing up as, as a young Sue Grills, obviously you said you're doing Pony Club, you're around horses, obviously with, with the family being involved in the game. Was it, obviously you had that love, but was it something that you thought you'd do for the rest of your life? Uh, I, I don't know. I think I was always going to work with horses. That's all I ever thought about. Um, and probably oh, when I was at high school, I guess, I became more involved. I started to write a little bit of track work before I went to school and used to go to the races all the time um, with Keith Swan. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and just progressed from there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So if there was no racing, what else was on the agenda for Sue? Because I, I love, you know, last week we heard uh, from Kristen Buchanan and she was sort of saying that, you know, she went to university and um, was thinking about doing a different career. If there had been something else, not racing, what would it have been, so? Probably still would have been something with horses. I used to do a little <laughs> bit of eventing in that, but um, I think I'd have still gone with the horses, yeah, in some way or another. <laughs> and, and, and to live around that Tamworth area um, most of your life and to be there now, I mean, that the changes in what... Uh, used to be at the races to what they are now. It must be extraordinary. Yeah, a lot of difference, a lot of difference. Um, there's so many more trainers today, I guess, than there used to be. Um, mm. you know, actually, a lot more money around. Um, probably not as many big owners um, as there used to be. Um, but, yeah, probably a lot of changes. Is it true, Sue, that you were the first um, female to be licensed? This is when you are an apprentice to your uncle. 
Uh, you're the first female to be licensed in the Hunter and Northwest Racing Association. Is that true? Yes, that's right. What was that like? I mean, we, we, we reflect on it now about uh, the opportunities that, that uh, women and females get in our sport. And, I mean, half the time they're, they're killing the blokes. It's outstanding. But back then at the time, did you understand how momentous that was? Probably not really. Um, but I, I probably had it lucky because, you know, Keith won, I was apprenticed to him, and my grandfather, Uncle Go- um, Arthur Gore, you know, they were basically the only two that gave me rides and left, um, you know, they couldn't get a jockey back in them days. But I was lucky. I got on some good horses. All the jockeys were wonderful, you know. Mm. Like, um, they were all good to me. Danny Fram especially, he was wonderful, you know. Always looked out for you. And Justin Blanche, well, he's my brother-in-law. He actually owns Arnie Monty. Um, he, he was very good to me too. But, no, like I was pretty young. I think I was 17, 18. So it was just a big thrill. I sort of didn't think of anything else. I was just that excited that I could ride in a race. Yeah, 1979 uh, was when uh, women were permitted to ride against men. Uh, and you rode, uh, was it your first winner or was your first winner at Inverell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the horse race, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you, now, do you remember the name of the horse? Can you remember the race like it was yesterday? I can, yeah. It was a horse called Majoriel that my grandfather trained. Um, it was over 1,800 metres, and I tell you, I had jelly legs by the finish. <laughs> That's outstanding. Mm. Uh, what, what, talk us through, um, you know, the obviously you're working with horses every day, but just being on top of that horse and, and whether it be track work or on a race, what's the feeling? Well, like, it's a great feeling. I still love riding track work. I haven't done it for a long time now. Um, you know your horse. You know exactly how they're going. If you know if they've got a problem, you can pick it up quick. That's when you sort of stop riding track work when you're training. That's where I've sort of really noticed the difference. You have to rely on other people's judgment, not your own. Mm. Um, but like, as a lot of jockeys, not that I had that many rides, but. Um, as they would say, there's no better feeling than knowing you're going to win the race. You know, your horse is travelling and just a matter of getting in the straight and, you know, letting them down. You've not only been a pioneer for um, the Hunter region um, in, in that area, but also not only were you the first ever female apprentice in the area, but you're also uh, the first female to win the Trainers Premiership in that region, 2014 to 15. And, of course, that's around the time when you had, uh, well, not that time, but a couple of years before that, you had Border Rebel. Yes, yeah, well, I still had Border Rebel then too. He, like, he really kicked my training career off. You know, he was the horse that won, he won eight city races in a row, like between Sydney and Brisbane. Um, He sort of put my name out there, whereas before I was just, battling along, but um, yeah, he was a marvellous horse. How did you find him? Because I love these stories because they are so pivotal in, in careers and and really change your life. Uh, how did you find Border Rebel? Well, I, I was very lucky there. His owner, um, Veronica Scott Mason, she had bought three yearlings and she gave one to Trevor Hardy. Um, <laughs> luckily, I got Border Rebel. And I think... Um, Trent Greentree might have got the other one. And, you know, neither of them were any good. I was just lucky uh, that she chose to give Border Rebel to me. It was only like a just broken-in baby, so um, nobody knew how good he was. 
Yeah. What about uh, when he was starting to, in his early days, to train with, you know, you were training him. Uh, at, at what point did you go, right, I've got a bloody good horse here? Well, he, he'd won his maiden. I put him in a class two on Chemist Cup Day, and he won that, and I said, then this is a pretty smart horse. <laughs> mm. And so I had Timmy Bell then at the same time. Tim was Yeah. He, he started actually riding Border Rebel before he could ride in races. He used to ride him in all his track work, um, at, you know, and he really gave me a boost too, having Tim on my side. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was going to. I was going to mention Tim. Um, obviously, you know, he did a lot with that horse. He's, you know, I, I actually remember the day he won the Hinkler at Eagle Farm. I was at Eagle Farm that day, and oh, okay. Tim just just went straight. Yeah, I, I grew up um, in Brisbane. And I'd go out with Grandad and we'd watch the races. And I remember Grandad was talking about this, you know, this Tim Bell, this Tim Bell, geez, he can ride. And, and we, we saw him win the Hinkler and he went straight to the front. And he just went like a jet. And that was on the back, of course, of his Sydney campaign. Of course, he went to the Ramorny. Um, he wasn't successful in the morning, but he, he won the takeover target. I mean, how um, important was Tim to, to not only this horse, but your stable at the time? Oh, huge important. You know, um, Tim rode Border Rebel nearly all his life. The only time he didn't ride him like if he, if he was suspended. Um, and, and he just raced well for Tim. I've often said if Tim would have been around, he could have rode Burning Crown, I think he would have won more races because Tim could just get him out of the barriers, let him run, and but then get him to relax underneath him. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't to be, unfortunately. No, it wasn't, and uh, we think of Tim all the time. Even when I was pulling up those replays for the Ramorny and Grafton uh, Cup um, only last week, he sends a bit of a chill down your spine. So, um, sure does. But I'm sure he's up there having a laugh and looking down at uh, at what's going on. Don't worry about that. Um, sure. We're chatting with Sue Grills this morning on Monday's Experts. Um, so, Sue, you, your campaigning bought a rebel... How quick was it that, uh, I mean, and these days we hear about uh, trainers, you know, having success. There's the media, there's the, the Twitter, uh, the interviews after the race. So people can, un, you know, see you, hear you, um, go, gee, that's who girls can train. I'm going to send some horses her way. Was it instant with Border Rebel or was it sort of just the right time, right place and that one turned into another one, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, more like that, I'd say, you know, just, um, just a flow-on effect from having bought a rebel. Uh, like at the same time, Veronica had some good horses. I, I just can't remember now, but we, because bought a rebel won so many, um, I had a horse for her called Aquale that won his first three or four in a row that she bought second hand from Melbourne. Um, and I something like we'd had eighteen runners for fourteen winners. It was unbelievable the um, kickoff I had with Veronica. Yeah, it was great. Uh, when um, you're stable, so you moved to the Tamworth Racecourse, didn't you? You moved from Summerton. Yes. Um, and that was in 2003, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Now that that was on the back of um, that was on the back of uh, there was a there was a passing in the family, wasn't there? Oh uh, yeah, Keith Swan passed away. Yeah. So you you um, went to Tamworth. What was that like going to Tamworth? I know you you were obviously based there in Somerton, but when you got those stables there, which are it's a beautiful complex there at Tamworth. Uh, what was that like? Was that a, another defining moment in the career? Oh yes and no. Like I really missed out at Somerton because we had the old track to ourselves, um, and we used to go Melbourne way. 
you know, you could do different work with them out in the middle of the old racetrack, whereas in town, you know, it's just all the one way. There's no bull ring. Um, it's totally different, and I had to adjust a lot of things, but luckily um, it's all worked out, and I've, you know, been lucky enough to have some good horses. Like I had, when I had bought a Rebel, I had old Ollie Volley as well. Like he was yep. a marvellous horse, and he won, oh, I forget now, he won a good few in Brisbane and in Sydney for me. You know, I had a, I was pretty lucky around that time because I had Border Rebel and old Ollie and Tim, you know, really, as I said, really helped my training career. Yeah, and I did some reading on you over the weekend and I, I didn't realise that you were actually involved with uh, Mealust, of course, who is the dam, <laughs> uh, is the dam of Jewess. Yes, I um, purchased Mealust at Stone for Matthew Irwin and um, Peter Harris and mm. she only had a few races and she chipped both of her knees. So uh, then she went to stud, and yeah, the rest is history with her. Mm. Um, unbelievable! And obviously, uh, you've you've got a close connection with the Owen family. Yes, yeah, I still do. Um, Matthew still well, he's in Burning Crown. He and he owns a horse called Small Town that I raced with him. Um, yep. Matthew's been a wonderful client to my stable, that's for sure. This Auntie Monty, which won at uh, Grafton, oh, I just love this horse. I remember being at Tamworth the day that it got the chocolates, and obviously it just showed that uh, that speed as well there at uh, at Grafton. A lot of ability, doesn't it? She does. She does. Like she's a six year old mare. Um, you know, when I took her to Sydney for that highway, I thought she ran a very creditable race. It was only eleven hundred, and then at Gunnedah, it was just too short, so they went really quick. Dalavane won it, and he's a smart horse. Um, mm. So I was sort of pretty confident that I wouldn't say that she was going to win, but I was confident that she would run a really good race. Um, yeah. And she just seems to run really well for John Ben Overmere. Um, he seems to have the key to her. So, yeah, it turned out a great result. Certainly did. What is your fondest memory of the racetrack? Oh, goodness. Probably probably riding my first winner. <laughs> yeah. That day at Inverell. That day at Inverell, yes. Yeah. You never you never forget those things. Like when you go back to Inverell and take horses now, do you just always remember it? Oh, for sure, for sure. You know. Um I've always been around here, so you know, we go to Inverell a lot and it's I always call it a bit of a lucky track for me. I've had good success up there all the time. Um yeah, so Inverell's probably a bit of a special place for me, I guess. What about the family now? Because the family are involved with the stable, aren't they? Well, the boys helped me out, Todd and Andrew, yeah, and John, my husband. Yeah. Like, the boys have both got separate jobs away from racing, but, you know, they help me swim the horses, they go to the races with me and bring hay in, you know, do a have lot they of got, Have they? I've met the boys before up at uh, Tamworth when I did the Kosciuszko tour. Have they... Uh, have they got a bit of an opinion? Do they want to get in your ear and uh, and co-train with you? <laughs> no, no, they're pretty good that way. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you'd tell them where to go if they started doing that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I take their opinions on board. Um, but no, I, I'm very lucky. They're both good. They help me a lot. What do you reckon the best horse in your stable is at the moment, Sue? Oh, Burning Crown. Burning Crown. Yeah. I mean, he, he was very good in the Kirby, wasn't he? Uh, he ice in Vancouver. You, 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 I thought you had him, you know, about 100 to go. I thought this horse is going to hit the line here. Yeah, he um, the other horse just too sharp over the 1,000 metres. 
Um, yeah. But what I was really happy about, he settled quite nicely. They were going crazy speed too. And, you know, he hit the line really well, which he's not always done because he wants to over-race. Um, so I think he's probably a lot more relaxed now. He's, had a, he's been out for a long time. Um, mm. But I, I was just happy with that he's come back really well and he ran a great race. So the Kosciuszko is definitely on the agenda for him, if he is, of course, picked. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but in previous sort of years when you've been chasing a Kosciuszko with him or chasing, you know, uh, to put his name up in lights, things haven't gone right, have they? There's been little issues along the way, whether it be him with injuries or you've had you run into the, the wrong races, the wrong tracks, etc. Yeah, Yeah, we just haven't been lucky enough to get in, but... Um, hopefully we will this year. Um, he's, you know, as I said, at least he's back racing again and um, he's come back in fine form. So we'll just sort of plot a bit of a path and see what happens. Did you think he would come back? Oh, I was always confident he would, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what made you so confident? Well, like he... he it wasn't a really over-serious... Well, it was a serious injury, but... It was one that he was always going to recover from, and then he had a um, spur at the back of his knee, which we had to have removed. So, you know, the vets were always quite confident that he would come back without a drama. Mm. Just, you know, it was just the time factor, which time heals a lot of things. Yeah, it certainly does. Mm. Do you do do you enjoy working with the, the, the type of horse who like a burning crown? I mean, obviously, you'd, you'd love a stable full of burning crowns, but do you... Do you like working with those horses that take time, that have a little few a, a few creases you have to iron out? Oh, for sure. You know, they're a bit of a challenge, I guess you could say. Um, I, I like to take my time. I'm not a great two-year-old trainer. Uh, well, there's not a lot of races up here for them anyway, but um, I'd tend to educate them and maybe give them a start or two and, yeah, sort of take your time, get to know them properly, the quirks and all. We're chatting with Sue Grills this morning on Monday's Experts. Sue, um, you're a legend of the game, in my opinion, especially in that area, that Hunter area. Putting your hat on, you're in charge. You're running the show. What would you change? Would you change anything, or do you think everything is is A at the moment and you're, you're quite happy with things? Oh, no, I think we're going along okay. Probably a lot of things you could change, but <laughs> probably won't happen. Um but no, I've got a good team working for me. I've got some very good track work riders, which always helps. Um, yeah. You know, and Tim was a pretty good to work with. So, no, I think things are going along pretty well. Are you struggling for staff like most people? Touchwood, not at the moment, no. Okay. I've got a good lot of staff. Um, and, we're, yeah, we're going along well. And are they locals to Tamworth or are they uh, people that are travelling and, and staying in Tamworth? What's, what's your staff like? Oh, most of them are local. Most of them are local. Um, I've got a girl from England, Alex, but she's been out for a good few years that rides track work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone else is a local. Yeah, that's great. And mm. I mean, that's great to hear because there are obviously a lot of stables out there that are struggling to attract people to our game. If you were writing the job description, the advertisement, why should people, if there's someone out there listening to this, why should they get involved with, with the racing game? Oh, well, I, I, you've got to love horses, I always feel, is, is the main thing. Um, but it's very rewarding. You know, you get your horses, you work with them from babies and or from when you first get them. And, you know, to get them to win a race, um, 
a lot of good people in racing. You know, enjoy going and having a chat to everyone. And, yeah, just the thrill of winning a race, I think. It is one big family, isn't it? That's one thing I love when I get to get out on the road and, and go along to you know, various country cups and whatnot. Um, just even though you haven't seen people for for ages, and I don't know, maybe this is just because I'm on the radio and always talking, but you just hit off conversations. It's like, you know, we, you had a yarn yesterday. Oh, that's exactly right. You know, as I said, there's so many good people in racing. doesn't matter which way you go. There's always somewhere someone you can have a good old chat to, catch up on things. No, racing is a big family. And, you know, and it's proven when, especially, you know, these young girls have had these serious falls and everyone pulls yeah. together and tries to help, which is, you know, really wonderful. Yeah, it certainly is. So it's been a pleasure talking to you this morning and, and touching on bits and pieces in your life. What What is your ultimate dream? Um, you know, obviously you've, you've ticked off a few boxes, you've won plenty of races, you've um, you've had you know group runners, etc. But is there something that you'd love to achieve um, in your you know in in this next part of your career? Well, I'd love to win the Kosciuszko's Burning Crown um, <laughs> <laughs> because he's a better horse than he's been able to prove. That's for sure. Um, but I suppose, like everyone, be great to win a group one somewhere along the line. That's yeah. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope he is selected and I hope he's there because there's something about the way he returned the other day in that uh, in that run with Ice and Vancouver and just in front of him. He's a happy horse and patience. He might be just like a nice bottle of red. Patience could be key. Let's hope so. Well, he's like he's six rising seven, so he's a big, strong horse now. So he's, you know, very lightly raced, so... Should be here, I hope. Fantastic. Thanks for coming on, Sue. Thanks so much, Dave. Sue Grills has been our Monday's Experts Chat and brilliant. Uh, and looking forward to seeing Burning Crown returning again. Uh, he was very, very good, wasn't he, there at Grafton. Great chat with Sue. That'll be up on podcast soon. Always love hearing the story behind the name.